Hey, yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, what it do, people? Hey, you already know when that goes off, you know this show about to be on point. It's your boy K Styles here, and this is another weekly episode of the Six Man Combo. So you get your chance to get your one-on-one time with your boy, the Six Man himself. Um, I was say, how are we doing this evening? Okay, that, that's enough, phone. My, my apologies, y'all. Usually had that prepared, but it's all good. But I say, what's up to everybody? See how everybody doing this evening? You already know what we're about to do. We're about to go ahead and shout the people out that I see in here. Um, we got the nation in the building. Uh, we got Joseph Thornton. Uh, Condor Bro, what's happening? Reggie CTK, YMOF Jamal, what is happening? What is happening? We got 12 people watching right now. Like I said, at the end of the day, we appreciate what you do here. Um, as you look at the bottom of the screen, um, like I said, just follow your boy Just K Styles on YouTube, Twitter at Just K Styles 87, and Instagram K Styles 6 Man. Um, hey, I see a more of y'all coming in here. Xavier Littman, uh, Radiant Media, uh, Anthony Jackson, Juan Carter, what's going on? Um, I know y'all seen the title of today's broadcast is going to be what do I think about um who do I think going to be the starters on this offense um I said let's just get right into it I know everybody's getting ready for this um Suns Clippers game coming on later today so I'm not going to take too much of your time but um I want to give a shout out for this one this is at this actually came from a question uh from last week and I have to shout out this um, question on offense to uh, Mr. Motivator himself, um, Michael Walker's. Um, was this Saint Sixteen? What's going on? Um, let me make sure. Let me make sure I did say the right name when I uh, when it comes. In. Yeah, Mr. Motivator. I'm gonna give him a shout out on this question here. Um, he pretty much asked last week about um, who do I feel is gonna be the stars on defense. This is why I say. If y'all want to go ahead and leave your questions, like I said, you see that Twitter handle, you see that Instagram handle below, and you also make sure you comment, uh, hashtag AskKStyles, because you might, your questions might end up on this live. So we're looking at the start. So my thing, my, my thing when I say about these starters is it's pretty much going to be the same typical cast, um, offensive line, you know, Jake Matthews, um, you know, centers probably gonna be Matt uh Hennessy, uh Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry. But that left guard spot is gonna be interesting. Tony Wright, what's going on? Coming in here talking about what's the word, sir. Hey man, just telling folks what I think about this this offense and who I think gonna be starting day one. Like I said, I could be wrong, so these are just guesses here. But like I said, the big question mark on that offensive line is Utah Sports. What's going on, man? Y'all coming in while I'm bringing in the word. Well, I need a church organ with this one. Um, but left guard, that's been the question mark on that offensive line. <clears throat> As we know, um, Josh Andrews looked like he might be penciled in to be the starter at that spot. Um, I could definitely see that, especially with Matt Gano. Kind of being out for a little while. He might be out for the season. Um, I would like to see Jalen Mayfield in that spot. But 
in order to bring him up into that process, I definitely see, uh, like I say, Josh Andrews taking up that spot doing the damn thing. Um, so pretty much the offensive line pretty much going to be the same from last year. Um, but like you said, you got battles at the center with Dalman and Hennessy, but Hennessy looked like he's taking that spot real, real good. So I'm just glad to see them try to build that camaraderie because as we know it, the offensive line is one of the most important aspects of your offense. Um, if your quarterback ain't got no protection, he can't throw the ball. If your run, if your offensive line ain't blocking, you can't run the ball. And if you can't protect the quarterback, the wide receivers ain't getting the ball. Hey, I'm just gonna say it like that. Um, backfield. Let's look at the backfield. We already know Matt Ryan penciled in as the quarterback, so I'm not gonna really go into that that much. Not the quarterback position because we already know Matt Ryan penciled in as that starter. Now, if you talk about that backup spot, we already know uh, AJ McCarron got that. It, it'll take Felipe Franks to really. Um, It'll take Felipe Franks to really wild them to get that backup position. Um, but I'm about to say the backfield, I say, as you know, you know, you know, uh Mr. Nate Dog, Mr. Nate Dog with, with quads, uh Mike Davis is gonna be the starter running back. Um I got some plan to talk about Mike Davis in a future video, so y'all be on the lookout for that. And as you know. As you know, the um the greatest um third string tight end in the NFL history. Um, you know, Keith Smith gonna be the starting fullback. Let me know. Just letting y'all know, he's gonna be the starting fullback, man. Um, but this is where I'm. This is where I'm gonna kind of get interested on this from here. Is the wide receiving core because I know everybody is happy that we got Kyle Pitts in here. Um. It's it's kind of weird that I say this. Um, I think the way that they're gonna do this, like, but I, like I say, like I say, it's it's so weird because if you think two tight end sets, um, you don't really throw fullbacks in there that often with two tight end sets, especially if you're trying to run with two wide receivers. But just on the safe space, like I said, you say Kyle Pitts is definitely gonna be penciled in that tight end. But for some reason, my mindset is really Hayden Hurst being the starting tight end and having Kyle Pitts, like I said, like with him being like an undefined role with the tight end or wide receiver, he just we we just gonna add this as football player. That that that's what he is. But if we're gonna look at the um main state of it, I'm gonna say Kyle Pitts. And the two wide receivers, and like I said, this is another spot that number two wide receiver is another spot that is definitely up for grabs. Um, I kind of see the way that they're building it up. Um, I have a feeling that Frank Darby might end up at that number two wide receiver spot. Um, I know that might be kind of like a, hmm, what about Russell Gage? Well, only reason I say uh, Frank Darby is not because, um, not like I said, not 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 because Russell can't handle it, but I just feel like he's more better suited in the slot. 
Um, like I said, when you running certain packages on offense, like even if you run a shotgun packages, see you instead of having Keith Smith at the fullback lineup, you could have a Kyle Pitts or Hayden Hurst lined up at their fullback spot. See, now you add a different dynamic on offense where it's like, oh, it looks like traditional shotgun, but it's really a four or five wide receiver set. But um, yeah, let me go ahead and get some of y'all comments on. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and read some of y'all comments on this thing. Like I said, like I said, the Frank Darby thing is kind of weird. It, like I said, it's kind of weird because this is like really a dual tight end system. So that number two spot is kind of funky as far as declaring who's the number two. Um, let's see. Tony Wright asked, um. What's the injury and recovery time of Matt Gano? Like I said, uh, he he's gonna be out for a while. So um, you gotta have, like I said, we 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 gotta see. They said it wasn't season ending, but it's gonna be a while. So you you gonna have you have to prep for that. Like you said, just as long as James Carpenter and Jamal Brown at that left guard spot, we'll be all right. We got three hundred pounds of pudding. Ain't ain't back there no more. You still gotta pay him, but they ain't bad. But yeah, yeah, he's gonna be out for a while. Um, be number two, Russell Gage or Ty J Sharp. You know what? And I forgot all about Ty J Sharp. Uh, let me go ahead and change that now. Let me go ahead and change that now. It depends. <laughs> um, I think, like you said. If, if they're more comfortable with Russell Gage in the slot, it'll probably tie this shot enough. To, damn, I forgot about tie this shot. I appreciate you reminding me too. I feel uh, uh, I had a brain fart there for a second, but hey, this is why we do at Atlanta Falcon Nation. Here is y'all teach us, and we teach y'all. We all learn together. Hey, at the end of the day, man, that's what it's all about. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, Floyd Dolly. Yeah, Gano's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, he 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 is tough. But um, them leg injuries is nothing to play with, especially for an offensive line. Man, nothing to play with. Um, Ball Star Falcon said we're going to be dangerous point blank. Mm. It, yeah, like I said, especially when you don't like. Even though Kyle Pitts and uh, Calvin really is definitely going to be something that. They're going to be paying attention to defensively. It's the fact that you don't like it's it's not like a guaranteed. Oh, we know in this situation Matt Ryan's going to go to this guy, or when they need a first down, he's going for that guy. It's not going to be a situation like that because it's going to be a matchup offense, which means whoever the hell is open. Um, you see a lot of the um. Like, like a lot of the uh, great quarterbacks of the past, that's the type of um, offenses that they run later in their career is usually the whoever the hell is open offense. But you also have to remember what also benefits for them too is that they definitely get the ball out in three seconds. Like I said, one, two, boom. One, boom. One, two, three, boom. That's how you prolong that quarterback for that season, and that's how you prolong him for the next couple years. 
because you want to build that foundation you want to build that um you want yeah basically you want to build that foundation to where if you decide to go with another quarterback in the next couple years if you like they're really high on Felipe Frank so I, it's not even guaranteed they're going to draft another quarterback but if they do you're setting the building blocks for something to be special five ten years from now and that's what it's all about um uh mr lee said frank darby might get the number three spot yeah he could be the number three spot like i said two or three like i said the way that they're setting it up for him there is almost seemed like they're setting him up to be the number two like i said like I said, like it'd be right now if I say Ty J Sharp, but I guarantee within uh, like week eight or nine, if they don't, if they feel like Russell Gate, like because Russell Gate is is set at the slot. Like I said, he's like I said, he's a he's set at the slot. He could play outside too, but he's more dangerous at the slot. But if you're looking for a number two, I think like I said, it'll probably be Frank, Dark, but it might be later on in the season though. Kind of, kind of interesting to say that. Oh man, Wakando King, appreciate it. And like I said, shout out to all the moderators too. And, and like I said, you shout out uh, Mad Mike Sports and Miss Maggie T in the background. They producing this this evening, so I'll give a shout out to them and the whole Atlanta AFN family. And like I said, shout out to the moderators and 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 the regulars that come through and show us some love. Yeah, hit that like button. Like I said. Subscribe, share this to all your friends that ain't that's not subscribed to Just K Styles or Atlanta Falcon Nation. Definitely do that. But Ricondo King asks, since God knows out who's gonna be that swing tackle, it's gonna be Jalen Mayfield. It's definitely gonna be Mayfield. Like he like like that. That's the reason why they working him at guard because they want him to get used to playing in those spots. So just in case anything happened as you see anything can happen you set right there um but that's but like i said either way like that as long as the offense is quick snap like i said it's a west coast style as long as we run the damn ball let me let me repeat that run the damn ball as long as we do that we will be good that ryan will be good and all the offensive pieces will be good because you want to set this up to where when it comes down to November, December, January, you want to set a rhythm to where you're not going to rely on throwing the ball 35, 40, 45 times a game. Because the last two, three years, we done threw the ball almost 670 times each of the last three seasons. That's not winning football. You cut those if you cut down them attempts by at least a hundred and add at least another hundred on the rushing attempts, that's the balance that we need. Yeah, because I know y'all about tired of the tired of the uh farmer friend air raid wannabe offense. Um let's see. Anthony Jackson got one right here. He says as long as we play intensity on both sides of the ball and run the damn ball would be just fine yes that's all that's say yes that definitely be fine that definitely be fine um 
Let's see, Ted Sports and Gaming, what's going on, homie? Appreciate you joining us, man. He said, uh, Gage getting that number two. He hungry, but Frank Darkly, Darby would definitely be the three or four. Like I said, ain't nothing set, set in stone at that spot right now, so we're gonna see. Like I said, it'll most likely be Russell Gage, but like I said, it like I said, it's tough because I I, I just see him as that slot, which is nothing wrong with that, by the way. There's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like they might want to go a little bigger on the other side because if we're trying to run the ball, you you want your two starting wide receivers to definitely be effective run blockers. And I know Calvin really is not really an effective run blocker, but he's going to have to start this year if he won't that bit pay that. Oh, uh, uh, I'm gonna give it okay. Uh, Ra- Rated Media says Mayfield could be the steal of the draft. I agree with Darby being a late season asset. Yes, he can be a steal because you, ba- you, like I said, you basically got a mauler, a, a mauler, a, a power five mauler <laughs> for less the price. So he already ain't got the pressure of starting immediately. So boom, there you go. Um, let me get one more. We're gonna do one more um comment, and then we're gonna get to the next subject here. <laughs> Saint said, "Said trade not done, putting more ice out there on the court, especially after last night's game." Um, yeah, yeah. If you notice now, he's been getting a lot of love from the media now, um, because. Because he's basically he's basically shut down the narrative that um, the Hawks lost in the trade with Luka Doncic, so he he's shutting that narrative up and shutting a lot of folks up. But wait a minute, Sean Harlow. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that Sean Harlow? Sean Harlow still? Yeah, damn, he's still on the roster. <laughs> Wait, I need to look some up. I'm gonna look some up after him. Like, wait, Sean, Sean Harlow's down the roster. I'm gonna you know, see how you almost see how I'm gonna to raise the people's eyebrow on that right quick. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up right quick. But <clears throat> appreciate, appreciate y'all. Let's go ahead and get to this next comment right here. Um, not the next comment, but we're gonna get to the uh next, and this is the one I'm gonna have fun with right here. Falcon starters on defense. This is gonna be the fun part. This is gonna be the uh the we about to be happy DP side of the game on this one. And this one right here, this question, I'm gonna give a shout out to um Ken and Macon for this one. Um, like I said, these questions, this question came from last week as well. When he said uh who the starters on defense. Uh so uh, Wallace Smith said Harlow is not on the roster. Okay, thank God. I'm about to I'm about to damn say now. So somebody somebody warped warp the time machine or something. Boy, I thought I was in the Dragon Ball Z episode. Um, but like I said, I shout out shout out to Kenneth making for this one. Um, so Falcon started on defense. Now we know DPs and we know the type of defense that he likes to run. It's kind of a multiple front set, but it's usually based off of a three four defense. Um. Uh, but what I would say is, 
I see the trend. The trend is going with a lot of these teams now that they're going more of that two, four, five look. Um, as some as most people might not know what two, four, five. I was about to say, I was about to say, damn. I was about to say, them mother, I was about to say, them motherfucker came in already trying to shut me down. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> All right. All right. Now, now back, back to the story time, children. Here we go. Um, yeah. So we know DMPs, like I said, that two, four, five is becoming kind of a, a new trend defensive wise. Um, like I said, two down linemen, four linebackers, five defensive backs. Yeah, but I'm about to say, man, Mike about to come in here and say today, man, they try, they try, they trying to kill you, brother. They trying to kill your brother stream already. <laughs> but as I see how this is gonna happen, is we already know Grady Jarrett's gonna be on that damn thing. Uh, we already know he's a staple of that defense. Um and Mr. Lee said it right here. Like I said, I think I think Marlon Davidson is gonna is gonna be Marlon Davidson and Grady Jarrett at that defensive line. Um like I said, like I said, you like I said, you want you like I said, you want to have um you want to have at least a guy that can help stop the run, but a guy that can also be efficient in the pass rush. And that's why I feel like Marlon Davidson would definitely have the advantage over Tyler Davidson because, as we know, Tyler Davidson like to dap up rival players during games, but he's good at run blocking, but he's not efficient enough. Um, and then I look, and then I look at the, I look at the four linebackers. I look at, um, well, pretty much the outside linebackers, as we know, are usually the pass rushers, but I can kind of definitely see a, um. Linebacker, like I said, we're gonna start with the outside rush linebackers. Uh, we like I said, as we know, Dante Fowler is gonna be on one end. Um, but I'm gonna surprise everybody else on this, and I'm gonna say, um, I'm gonna say Michael Walker gonna line up on the other end. I'm like, this like, and like Wallace Smith said, uh, two four five is a nickel defense. But the reason why I'm saying a two four five is because, like you said, with the reports of Isaiah Oliver actually kind of being like that big nickel corner free safety, um, like I said, you want Richie Grant back there too because you're going to need his playback, especially now that people are putting this big comparison. They're comparing this guy to Brian Dawkins right now. So you want to have that type of playmaker on the field at all times. And you need you need Harmon at strong safety because you need that veteran leadership. So, like I said, it's like I said, it pretty much is going to be like I said, it's pretty much going to be a three safety look. But with Isaiah Oliver being a solid tackler that he is, it's almost like a three. It's almost like a three four defense because as we know, especially when Isaiah Oliver had moved to that um, nickel corner spot last season. You saw his, you you saw his game go to a whole nother level. Um, 
Like I said, as you know, he's very physical, so it's like another linebacker. But he's light enough to where he can help in coverage, only because a lot of teams are 60-40 when it comes to passing out. That's 60% passing, 40% running. A lot of teams are doing that now. So you want to have the best athletes out there as much as possible. And this is where it goes to the linebacker, where I say the middle of the field is going to be Foyer and Deion Jones. Um. You can sub in, you can sub in Brandon Copeland here and there. Like I said, you got an Errol Thompson. You you can put Eric Harris at that middle linebacker spot if you want to add some kind of complexity to the defense. But but like I said, it's not, but the thing is, it's not gonna be just, oh, it's just gonna be four linebackers going all the time. Like, that's why I said that's why we got a Barkevis Mingo. Uh, that, like I said, that's why you got a Brandon Copeland. That's why you got a um other to combo Ogun Deji. Um, that's why you got all these guys because it's about it's sub packaging, it's all about plugging in guys at the right spots and at the right part of the game. But yeah, interior, like I said, I, I was more so at first, I was more so on foyer kind of being outside, but then I kind of looked at it again. Um, Michael Walker. And Foyer are kind of interchangeable as far as outside and inside. But I think Michael Walker has a little bit more of the athletic upside. And Foyer damn sure got it. But I think Michael Walker is a more of an athlete than Foyer. But he could work on the inside. That's why I said you're going to need Marlon Davidson to kind of step up because the way this defense is going to be, the interior defensive linemen are going to have to hold the point of attack for these linebackers to flow. Um, and then, like I said, this is where I kind of get to the secondary, too. If I'm looking at the secondary, as we know, AJ Terrell, he's, he's the number one, he's the number one corner. You already know. I think number two, number two is going to be Fabian Monroe. Um, I don't really see, like I said, I don't really see nobody really challenging for that number two spot, not right now, anyway. Um, and then this is then this is where the meat and potatoes, and like I said, this is where the meat and potatoes of the defense go. Like I said, the three safeties is going to be strong safety, um, Harmon, free safety, Richie Grant, and big nickel, Isaiah Oliver. Like I said, the main thing about this defense is they're going to have to tackle in the open field because if they do not tackle well in the open field, it's not going to work. Um, like I said, remember, we done came through being the fifth worst pass defense in NFL history. Let me let me rephrase that in the K-Styles way. We were the Suki Hana, Amber Rose, Slut Walk defense. We done with them days. We, we don't want to see that no more. And I know you don't hear nobody else talk about bad defenses like that, so you know, you you know, if you hear anybody else say that, you know where it come from. Um, let's go. I'm gonna go ahead and read some more of the comments. I want to know what y'all think about that. How you feel about how you feel about that defense alignment? Do you feel like it's gonna be more of a three-four? Do you feel like it's gonna be um, multifaceted? Do you, you do you agree with the two-four-five or? Alex, I want to hear y'all comments on that because that's why I said at the end of the day we all here learning. We out here trying to come up with the same thing. But 
gonna go ahead and read some of y'all comments here. Uh, I see a lot of people saying, um, Mr. Lee said Markevis Mingo was a nice pickup, definitely. Because at the end of the day, the free agent pickups were guys that were veterans. So you're mixing veterans with the young guys, and that's all. And like I said, that's all gonna do nothing but make the team better because the, the young guys need as many veterans as they can to help speed up their maturation process. That's just like that's just like with life. You, you like I said, you you hang around some OGs. That that that's why when you used to hang around your dad and your uncles like that growing up, and you, they put you on game at an early age. So once you get older, you already know what to look for. But um, Condo King came in here. He said front four gonna be Fowler, Jared Davidson, Davidson Walker. Uh, let's say kind of that's kind of an agreement right there. That's kind of kind of on the same page on that one. Uh, let's see. Isaac Crimes, what's going on, man? You see, he said with the linebackers and safety depth, it looks like a 34. That's why I said DP specializes in kind of like the 34. It's like I said, it's multifaceted. A two four five is basically a three four defense, it's just taking a defensive end. And using the outside linebacker instead, and taking another linebacker and putting a corner in instead. It's like I said, the thirty-four is a base. The two-four-five is like I said, it's meant for the pass. But like I said, that he right. You skate night. What's going on, man? Appreciate appreciate you joining us. Um. Yep, fast fight said multiple, just like Coach said. Oh yeah, at the end of the day, we just need to be unpredictable. That's the main thing. As long as we unpredictable, we we good. Because for the last hmm, last five years, I don't know if y'all noticed that a lot of the quarterbacks that have been doing these interviews after the game. Have literally said the same thing about the Falcons defense and their philosophy is basically they don't do nothing. It's nothing complex about it. So that's why they tear our defenses apart. Even in that Super Bowl year, our defense wasn't great. The defense actually sucked. But it was the fact that they were able to get those timely sacks. It was a, those timely turnovers which made the difference. Even when Kansas City won the Super Bowl, couple years ago their defense wasn't great they got timely stops and you hear it on afn all the time about the timely stops and turnovers like i said you don't have to be a number one defense you just like i said you just have to win the turnover battle you have to win the third down battles you have to get sacks that's what it comes down to because you can bend and don't break all day but you'll wear your defense out um, Mr. Motivator said, um, I'm just ready to see a mix-up thing. Yep, we ready, we ready to see that too. That's where the unpredictability come in. And um Terrence Lane said, I think some of those strong safeties are going to be used like linebackers or some of those packages. Yes, because you're still gonna have the athletes on the field. But the thing is, you want guys that that's what DMPs and that's what um this defensive staff is looking for. They're looking for guys that can tackle in the open field. 
I'm going to say it for the folks in the back. You must be able to tackle in the open field. All right, all right, we're good on that. We, we, we good on that. Um, and then Isaac Crown came with another one. He said, I like the competition factor Coach Pease has brought. If and when injuries come, we should be good. Yes, but yes. And that, like I said, that's where the substitution packages come in too. Like I said, you're letting everybody get a chance to get some snaps. So when it comes down to it and they need to step up, they're going to be confident enough to make those plays. Um. Ghost Peppers say, um, if the Falcons rank anywhere in the top 20, I'd be pleased. But I'll tell you this, like I ain't even gonna I ain't even gonna put a number on that top 20. I say if they did better than last year, I'd be pleased <laughs> in certain categories. But the only reason why we was top 10 against the rug, because teams was like, <clears throat> why run when we could just pass on their ass? That's what I want to see. That like I said, Isaac Crowd, what do man? Um, oh, oh, okay. This one decides to come up. There you go. Tony Wright said, "I like our 2021 draft class and some undrafted free agents. Uh, side outside linebacker Kobe Jones, Mississippi State, and Errol Thompson. And Errol Thompson is actually one of my favorites as far as the undrafted free agents myself. Um." Because, like you said, he is one of those um, do. But you will put him in a situation to where he's not going to be the primary middle linebacker, but he can do the dirty work for the guy next to him. Like I said, that's why I'm ready to see these preseason games because I want to see how I want to see these. I want I want to see these skill sets get put, even though it's not going to be against no starters. But you still want to actually see what these guys can do, especially in an NFL type environment. Um, Asia Green, what's going on? Like I said, that's that that's the princess right there. Like I said, y'all show her some love. Oh man, wait a minute. Macondo King says, um. 53-man roster is going to be interesting. How many D-linemen and how many linebackers? Ooh, boy. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because you're going to you're going to at least need about nine rosters. Let me see. You're going to need about seven defense. You don't need about at least 12, 13. You don't need at least about 12 roster spots for those two positions alone. So, so I say about six. I say about Seven, no, you're gonna need about eight defensive line. No, you need about eight defensive line. No, you're gonna need 14 spots. So you need about eight defensive linemen. You're gonna need about at least six linebackers. So about 14, 15 spots for those two. But the thing is, the competition is gonna be great. That's the main thing I want to see. Um yeah, Mr. Lee said I want to see the linebackers and corners. Doing the preseason, definitely. All right, I just want to get that out the way. Um, we're gonna kind of go into the uh, the Q and A side of it, so I'm gonna let y'all go ahead and ask some questions. Like I said, remember, you can ask questions here, 
Or, like I said, you look at the bottom of the screen. You can subscribe to Just K Styles. Um, you can leave your hashtag Ask K Styles questions there. You can go to Twitter at, at Just K Styles 87 or Instagram at K Styles 6 Man and hashtag Ask K Styles. Like I said, we, that's why I do these lives because I want to answer y'all questions on these lives and also do videos as well. Um, so let y'all go ahead and get y'all questions in, man. Um, see, see, see what you got for me. I'm, I'm gonna read y'all comments while I see some couple questions here. Um, so Ghost Pepper says, if we can get eight to ten sacks out of Fowler, I call DP's hiring a success under any circumstance. Dan Speed Speed Quinn was just incompetent at creating a pass rush. I'm about to say Mike came in Jesus mode right there. <laughs> I'm about to say, oh Lord. <laughs> but I, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I don't give a damn if he get eight to ten sacks. Well, like I said, we like I said, they just need to get sacks. Like I said, this might be one of those defenses to where they might not like if he gets eight, that's good. But we just we we the sacks have to be diversified as months. Everybody just can't be just three or four people. Um oh Oh, I had to read something right quick. My bad, John. My bad. I had to read something right quick. Uh, but yeah, Dan. The problem with Dan Quinn was he the, his deep defensive mindset was based on the reputation of the Legion of Boom. That that that's what that was. And the problem was he didn't have the type of players the Legion of like Seattle had at that time to make that defense work because. As far as them being fast and physical, they had they had defensive linemen that were dogs. Bro, what the? <laughs> hey, 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 Mike just letting y'all know he here. He let letting you know he here. My, my bad, bro. I don't know. Like, this is what trying to make me come on today. My bad. God, Lee. I'm just disturbed. Hey, 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 I'm about to say this is the QA part. I done got most of my stuff out the way. This is the last few minutes of it anyway. I'm about to say, boy, you might well come on, boy. I'm about to say, they see that Falcon logo popping in and out, boy. They think afraid the Falcon gonna come in. Hey, wait, bro, what in the world? This camera trying to make me come on, bro. Like, I do not, I'm trying to get ready for the game. Uh, so Eric Medall came in as who's playing strong safety? Uh Deron Harmon. What do you think about that, Mike? Like I see Deron Harmon as a strong safety. Well, actually, they're gonna, yeah. I think they're gonna have two strong safeties. It's gonna be Deron Harmon and Isaiah. And the way that they're gonna play it some oh. some little way, some little way, but it's only gonna be like like it, it's gonna depend, but I know Deron Harmon's definitely gonna be the main strong safety. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. I think Isaiah Oliver has the makeup to be that wild card on defense that I was talking about. You're going to see him at corner, all the corner positions, all the safety positions, because that's what you want as a defensive coordinator, a guy that you can play with. Like, you just move around like Deion Jones, guys like Isaiah Oliver that has that, you know, that 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 ability to kind of go from, you know, sideline to sideline, do all types of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
Oh, wait a minute. I, you know I got to answer this question. Mr. Lee just came yeah. with the question. You already knew where I was going with it. Uh-huh. How do you feel about the rookie <laughs> DN from Notre Dame? If a lot of people don't know how to say the name, let me say it again. Arthur Tacumbo Ogundeji. Ogundeji. That was okay. That, or if you don't want to say all that, just say, <laughs> but he was one of my favorite players coming out the draft too because the one th- one thing about this guy that a lot of people gonna love is he like I said he he's a hand fighter he like I said he knows how to kind of get guys off of him because he because as much as they say about um Kyle Pitts and his wingspan this boy Ogun got a wingspan longer than larger than his. So he know how to keep guys off of him. That's the main thing, and that's why I like about him. And he's good against the run. But that, that's what I um we you know watched tape on him together, and that's like that's the first thing that jumped out to both of us was like, man, his hands. Like he's one of those defensive linemen like you rarely see that can keep offensive linemen off of him. And anytime you can keep them big goons like Caleb McGarry. And Jake Matthews off your body, the, like the better you're gonna be. Um, that that's what I like most. And he he's a relentless pass rusher. But what jumps out to me, like Kevin say, man, that dude, his hand play is just electric, man. I love his hands. Right, right. Uh, Kerry Calamia, what's going on? Appreciate you joining us. Hey, hey Paul Durant. Man, I'm admin, all right. Exactly. Y'all go to Facebook, <laughs> Atlanta Falcon Nation. She is the woman um that pretty much keeps that that group, you know, in check, man. I love Carrie, Bray, um, um, Brandon, all you guys in the uh, Atlanta Falcon Nation that like, keep that group going, man. We definitely love you guys. Right, definitely, definitely. And Wallace Smith says, How many sacks do you think we'll get this year? I say we get at least 38 sacks this year. Yeah, I see about 38, 35, 38. I, I, like, I can't go over 40. I see about raise, 30. Yeah, I'll about, yeah, about say I'll raise you five. I'll say about 40 to sell. But the thing about it is I feel like you're going to have at least – you're going to have at least two guys with 10-plus, and you're going to have everybody else about five. That's what I'm hoping. But I know that – like I'm, I really think that you're gonna see a Dante Fowler resurgence. Like I really believe that. That's like he's motivated. He wants to prove himself. Uh, to show that, like you know, last year was all about injuries. I can't deny it, but you know, like nobody really stood out outside of Grady Jerry. Like Grady Jerry, the freak of nature. Like nobody on that defensive line stood out. Nobody. So like I like I think it was a scheme and injuries with him. Right. Right. And it also didn't help the fact that um, he didn't have a cleanup, man. <laughs> right. Tweety bird. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, the, the games, when they played in together, they were pretty They were pretty good together. But they were pretty, you know, Tweety Bird couldn't stay off the damn injury list. <laughs> it, no, it wasn't even <laughs> just that. His, I think his, his problem was more so, like you seen him bull rush, but when the bull rush didn't work, he kind of got disengaged from mm-hmm. the game. Right. But remember that. Remember, uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm give uh, everybody that's watching here a little story here. Um, the AFN crew <clears throat> watched a few clips from the Detroit game. 
Um, Jarvis Williams, what's going on, man? Appreciate you coming in here, like getting ready for this story time I'm about to tell. Um, so basically, the foul they they caught the, the Falcons did a stunt. Mike, you know where I'm about to go with this. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people though might not know when you look at certain plays. Okay. Okay, let me see. Okay, hold on. This is Alan Bailey, and this is Tad McKinnon. So basically what happened was Alan Bailey, he uh, crashed in to take two offensive linemen, and Tat was supposed to win the other way. Right, right, he was yeah, supposed to stunt around. Yeah. But what happened was when he crashed, instead of Tat attacking on the stunt, he half-assed the stunt. And Alabama ended up getting thrown on the sideline. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that's where that's where that has to come down to. That's why we always say you got to give a hundred percent on each play because you don't know. Like I said, you don't know. You might you might not get the sack that one play, but that one play that you didn't attack from, you could set up to get a couple sacks later on. And this is what we got on Tad McKinley's ass about, or Twitter bird about. You get your but, you get your players you get your players hurt too. Like if if he would have got if uh he would have got hurt on that play, man. Like I would have like the first thing I would do soon as the locker room, I'd be the first one in the locker room. As soon as he stepped foot in the locker room, I'm giving him a, that Mike Tyson two piece. My half ass exactly. And that's you. That's usually like, right? That's usually where like all the OGs and stuff. And like I said, Alan Bailey's not really considered an OG. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine? Could you imagine somebody like a Jonathan Babino would have got put in a situation like that? Yeah, that 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 wouldn't have gone right. That wouldn't have gone right <laughs> well at all. Could you imagine a Jonathan Sue getting put in a situation like that? Hell no! Like the suit ain't playing that. Like you, you getting you getting cut up. You getting cut up exactly. if you do that. That ain't that ain't happening. Exactly. <laughs> That's not happening at all. Exactly. So Aaron Madal asked him, "Do you think one of the rookies can win the return job?" That's what Cordero Patterson's here for. That's why he's the backup running back. That, look, that's to the no, 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 Hell to the no. No, no, no. We talking about we talking about uh we talking about Devin Hester Jr. Absolutely not. Ain't nobody taking that spot. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But I'm gonna go ahead. But yeah, nah, like I said, Cordell Patterson got the return job, the point and kick return job. But if you talk about as far as the backup, um I could like like a backup return job, like I said, doesn't care if they want to give him a breather or something like that, or he might get hurt. I don't, for some reason, I like Javon Hawkins in that situation. Well, there's a couple of guys, Hawkins as well as uh, Avery Williams. Everybody keep forgetting about Avery Williams, but he's another one right. that they to return right. also. You know, you right. got Calvin Ridley right. too, who, who could be that emergency punt returner. He's done that, you know, at Alabama. So there's so many guys. That's why it's like this team shouldn't have any issues with special teams returning because we got right. so many guys who can do that job. 
Right. And my and like I said, my special teams, the guy I'm looking at special teams is Sterling Hoffrichter. <laughs> I need him to punt better. I, I need I need him to punt better this year. You he didn't do too what? bad. He didn't do, he didn't too, do bad, too bad. But he didn't do too bad. But I need some more. I need some more inside the twenty punts. That's what I need yeah. to see. Right. <laughs> yeah, I need to see. Yeah, I got. I need to see more of that. And I think this special team, like Dan Quinn, to give a damn about no special team. Let's be real. If he all you all he needed from his uh, special team was a kick field goal. He didn't give a fuck if they returned or not. And that's the problem. Like, like I said. The punter is just as important as the kicker. Absolutely, that's the defense. Defense, no, when they get when you can get that ball in that within that uh ten, you know that ten mm-hmm. yards, like they got to yeah. go ninety yards. That's that's a defense best friend when they can keep those guys from going a whole like you can keep them, you know, close to the goal line so they can get those safeties and whatnot. That's they love that. They can be aggressive in that situation. So defenses love that, but. Yeah, that's why they always kind of associate punters with defense because you have to set the deep, like you said, you have mm-hmm. to set the defense up in a position to where they can be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Because if you can get, if you can pit, if you could pit, and like I said, I I know this is weird because we're actually talking about a punter here and punting situations. <laughs> I know this people are like, <laughs> you're not gonna get there anywhere. I told you we should football. Hey, but like we talk about every aspect of it. Yeah. And and I know y'all, I know y'all remember a punter we used to have. Um uh-huh. I know y'all, I know y'all like Matt Barsher, but I'm talking about mm-hmm. Michael, Michael Kanan. That's Kanan. what he used to be good. Oh, boy. That's Kanan. what he used to be good at with Kennedy in the 20. That dude had a <laughs> leg. I've seen him punt the damn ball like 70 yards, bro. That dude had a monster leg. Right. But the thing is, he knew how to pin them in the twenty, and like I said, yeah, that 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 is a momentum booster for your defense because like we can see the end zone right here, so we know we just got to do our damn job. Absolutely. Um, I want to give a shout out to Paul Durant for this comment here. Oh, he was like, appreciate y'all paying attention to detail, giving us real content. Hey, no doubt, man, no doubt. Hey, that's why we say this, the stats, facts, and the absolute truth. That's what we try to preach on, but we try to do our homework when it comes to this as well. Like we're fans just like y'all. <laughs> but we try, but but we want to bring everybody together to look at a different perspective of the game outside of just being a fan. Um Tess, yeah, Antonio Holloway. Yes, you don't sleep on special teams. Like I said, I pulled a stat up a couple weeks ago about the San Diego Chargers who did not make the playoffs. They went 9-7, but they did not make the playoffs. They was number one in offense, number one defense, dead last in special teams. Dead last. Can't win without special teams. You cannot win without special teams. Can't win. And which is crazy crazy because everybody looks at special teams as a joke, but it's like, Dude, field position matters. But let's 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 take a deep dive into the New England Patriots. A lot of people think the Patriots defense was one of the main reasons why they was winning those Super Bowls, and that that's far from the truth. The reason why they win those Super Bowls is because guys like 
out of Vinatieri, who was kicking those long ass field goals to get them because Tom Brady wasn't at, he wasn't spectacular in Super Bowls. He was never nah. spectacular in Super Bowl. So right. like even the Super Bowl with uh you know the recent one with um um the Rams like they had thirteen points. They don't win that game if they don't have a good special team because like the, the defense was doing okay, but uh, they was doing, but the offense wasn't really doing anything. They put they got them in you know field goal position and you know they special teams pinned the Rams. Uh, you know when they return game, you got guys like uh, J- uh, James White. You know they even put him in on uh, you know returns. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of times, so they do. They take their special teams seriously. That's why right. they win. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, my 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 bad, Mike. I'm sitting here trying to look at who is the who was the punter for the Patriots at them years. Um. Um. I know. Yeah, Josh. Josh, Josh Miller. They because they remember they had Josh Miller. Yeah. Um. Allen. Yeah. Those guys specialized in trying to pin you close to your goal line as possible. They had, they had one of the best special team coaches in the history of, of the in the of the game. I forget his name, but like this guy been like he's old and Bill Belichick. He's been teaching special teams, and they brought him out of retirement, you know, to be specifically work for them. So like right. Bill Belichick is he's one of those guys that he does not take special teams lightly, and that's one thing that I always say will really. You know, you no, know, you know, if you want to say aided in the, you know, decline of the Atlanta Falcons or the lack of our special team, like we had good field goal kickers, but the special team, we've seen plenty of times where, in in the third, fourth quarter, when they needed to get a, you know, when it when the opposite when the opposing team need to get a big play from their returner team, we couldn't even tackle on special teams. They got like to the forty yard line and made it all. Uh, Easy for their offense. We've seen that plenty of times. Right. Right. And while Smith says, Well, do you feel about special team coach Maurice? Did you see the Dallas game last year? Um <laughs> you can't do no worse than that. <laughs> no, you can't do no worse than that. <laughs> you can't do no worse than that. <laughs> no, that. But but he's pretty good though, like you said. Um to get those guys kind of prepared. I feel like he'll have the prepared because, like Mike, like Mike just told y'all, special teams, coaching. Like you said, Keith Armstrong. That was a very underrated coach we had. Make sure I said the name right. Yeah, he was a very underrated coach we had. Like I said, we didn't have returners that was fair catching. We had fair catches and stuff like that. But as far as the gunners and, and coaching the gunners and dealing with special team situations he had them on point uh-huh absolutely um you remember like this said, one, uh, bobby april you remember bobby april uh and right. um dan reed son of i forget his name it'll come to me but those guys was like they had our special teams um on point for decades man like we've always had a great special team in fact uh dan reed's son uh son-in-law he was the one that was, I believe, when he was fired, he was the one that, that they kept over, the special teams coach. So right. that tells you how valuable the special teams, like special teams is. You know, uh, due to the rules, you may not get as many opportunities to return a ball, but, like, you still see returns. 
you still see a return, and especially punt return. You're going to get the opportunity, uh, you know, to punt. Like, I'm tired of saying every time somebody punt the ball, we get, you know, we had a, a, a fair catch. But if I see that shit again, if I see that many uh, fair catches again, like I'm, I'm, I'm personally gonna attack the hell out of uh, uh, Rich McKay because I, I can't, I can't see, I cannot live through another fair catch season. Okay, I cannot do it. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, that's why I call it. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put me, I'm gonna put my own version of stay strap out if they keep up all this. <laughs> hey, look, I was about to say, um, that why that that like I said, that why we said, uh, no, we 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 can't have that. That's why I call Daryl Patterson. That he said, he said, he said, it, 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 I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make a play the best I can. That's what he's saying. Yeah, ain't no, ain't no way. We done had about four, five weeks, man. After Andre Roberts left, we've been fair catching ever since. <laughs> right, fair <laughs> well, but fair kids Falcons. That's what we are, the fair kids Falcons. <laughs> is that exactly, exactly, boy? You might say you might well turn them into the Atlanta Braves as much fair catching they doing. <laughs> <laughs> Sean here talking his Matt Ryan shit again. You already know how Let, Matt Ryan have his left he, said put Matt, he said he said he said put Matt Ryan on special teams. Yeah, that, that's put that's that's give Matt Ryan his left testicle, Sean. That's all you talk about is Matt Ryan. I know he has another player on the team, okay? <laughs> Woo boy. Wall Smith, oh wait a minute, we got a um super chat here. Um, oh ninety nine, ninety nine. Appreciate Ricardo came for this one. He said, "I want to shout y'all a lot because I love other diehard Falcon fans. Either with us or not, I hate fake fans." Hey, I say it like this: the fake fans are the reason we appreciate the team for what it is because it clears them out. And it takes away that bullshit energy they bring. Absolutely, I I made a whole rant about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we up here we complain about that all the time about you know we tired of losing. What we tired of losing? Well, we say this all the time. If you show up to the games and you actually cheer on third downs and cheer in money situations, you can actually help the team. So ain't no excuses of saying that fans can't do anything. We can do it. We see you with Seattle. Like they we've seen the fans single-handedly help win games because the opposing team can't even damn hear the calls coming in. All right. See, but the issue, I think the main issue with that is we like especially here in Atlanta, like and we're talking about the fair weather fans. So if you don't fall in this category, we're not talking about you. But it's kind of like one of those. Um, oh, shit. I don't want. About, about they shooting a music video over there too. Disco, I talk, disco inferno. <laughs> burn, baby, burn. Disco <laughs> inferno. <laughs> but a little heavy, but exactly. But the main thing that I see is with like a lot of the fan base, it's kind of one of those. I want to denounce them 
but I don't want to denounce him too much because just in case they start winning, I could. It's pretty much like I got one foot out and one foot in, and that's that's the issue. Is because mm-hmm. people use the same thing as I'm tired of losing, but if you're tired of losing, what is one more year? If you went through the um whole damn, if you went through the whole losing process, and you talking about you tired of losing. What's one more year? I mean, like you say, it's a process. Everybody's not guaranteed to win, have a winning season every year. But right. you have to make sure, like you said, with Bill Belichick, Ray Demar say, good players cannot overcome bad coach. Absolutely. We saw it. This is a perfect example. Go ahead, get that, Sean. Get that. Sean Jones, $20. Jay said, this is my favorite show on YouTube. Y'all guys keep up the good work and don't pay me no attention. We go, we go, we're gonna pay you some damn attention, bro. <laughs> you gonna get it. You gonna get this five minutes of fame. You <laughs> you bring it up yourself. You we you like gonna it, get this five minutes of fame. But the thing, but the thing is, he's a day one for us. So, like you said, day that's why one, we tolerate. So we can we can tolerate his his um Matt Ryan usual. <laughs> it's usually funny, so that's why we keep him around. Right. <laughs> but but the main thing is he don't disrespect nobody. That's the main thing we do right, not tolerate. Right. Right. He only disrespect man. I can deal with that. <laughs> you don't you don't no you don't disrespect nobody on this panel or nothing like that because now now you really get the five seconds of fame and that's not coming just from us. That's gonna be the people in the chat ready to get on your ass. So yeah, so, so if y'all new to this. Um, yeah, yeah, y'all better come correct. <laughs> Tony Howard said, Pass the peas, pass the peas like we used to do. Appreciate it, Sean. Man, like you said, he a day one, so we 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 cool with him. Um, uh, <laughs> Radiant Media says, See you guys for Friday Night Madness. Oh, yeah, Friday yes, Night man. Madness is gonna be on point. Uh, somebody we, we still gonna got five seconds of fame. Somebody <laughs> we've been having a lot of trolls like this, so somebody might get their five seconds of fame. Exactly. That's why I say we've been getting a lot of interesting characters on, on the Friday night madness the last month and a half. Um <laughs> <laughs> so y'all get ready for that, boy, because I'm I'm expecting some more. And we got money. Yeah, we, 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 we 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 got one. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but we getting them all over the place. We getting the, like I said, we getting people. I don't even like they just showing out out of nowhere. Like, where are you coming from? How do you guys even find this? And the thing about it is, it's worse on Twitter. It's worse. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse on Twitter. <laughs> we be getting, I say, we be getting all kinds of shit but, out of the blue. I don't even know if Fleet is a, is still in or word that is uh, in, but but I, that mute button, that block button, be on Fleet, but on, on Twitter for me, but I don't play that. <laughs> but it be hitting that, it be hitting that block button like a superhero, boy. Like do 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 do, like Mario be hitting that damn A button for Mario. Nope, nope. It'll be, it'll be, you be like Soldier Boy. You be like, yo, get your ass. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo! Oh, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> somebody. That's what Paul Durant said. That's why I love the Raiders and Browns fans because they support their team no matter what. I mean, that yeah. is true. Like you said, you got um, the Raiders. Hey, the Jets fans, they, they support their team no matter what. Like I say, the Browns, the Browns, hell, yeah, the Buffalo Bills fans put it. And the Buffalo Bills had a 20 year playoff drought. And yeah. they were still fucking with their team. Yep. We all for we all for two years. We ready to sell the team somewhere, and that's the problem. <laughs> right. They've been they've been a losing organization for over twenty years, and we still up here talking about we tired of losing after one year, one terrible after, year. After 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 three after two or three years, we ready to sell the team to somewhere else because we tired of losing. And you got other organizations or fans that hate seen a winning season in fifteen years, and they still. And like I said, when we play them, they more they fans be in the stadium than our fans. That's crazy, and that's and that's it. the reality of it. See, we have um, like I said, we we kind we kind of have that LA type fan base where they don't really give a damn about the team, only when they're winning. It's basically oh. it's basically LA, and it is, and, and, and like you said, it is, and it, it, that's how it's gonna be. But the thing about it is your fan, your fandom is judged based on it when your team is down. When your team had them down years, you find out who the real fans are. Yeah. Cause you could be you could easily be a fan of a winning team. That's easy. The hardest thing mm-hmm. is being a fan of a team that's losing. And telling everybody you're a fan of that team, and then you get joked exactly. and picked on at work and at school and out, outside. Like, well, what what the hell you got on? You got a damn Falcon jersey on? They suck. Like, they trash. They they I went to a bar one time. I went to a bar one time. Um, I had my Georgia Tech shirt on. What the talking about? What the fuck you got that on for? <laughs> like the whole bar, the whole bar, nothing but Georgia and Alabama fell. Like, what the fuck you got that on? You mm-hmm. from Georgia? Like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm from Georgia. What, 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 what that supposed to mean? I said, uh, I said, say you can't be from the A. You like Georgia Tech, but the reality, and I had to tell it to him like this: uh, if you actually look at the location, Georgia Tech is actually the A. Yeah, get your yeah. facts right. It's more. It's more. It's- <laughs> Like before Georgia, and well, the main reason why Georgia Tech, you know, is it isn't as big as they once were, especially in the early two thousands and nineties, um, is because they hired Paul Johnson. When they hired Paul Johnson, all that shit went like straight to the <laughs> church. The he wing. pretty much hired, ruined everything Georgia Tech because a lot of people don't remember like they like. Georgia Tech was national champion, bro. Nineteen ninety. Come on, champion. people don't realize they don't. People mm-hmm. don't. They these are national champs. They was in the mm-hmm. recruiting like they had like they responsible for the one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. And I remember that recruiting class. That recruiting class was one of the top in the nation that year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Then we then we bring Paul Johnson with his um. Army, Navy, Air Force ass offense to Georgia Bruh. Tech, and now nobody wants to be here. Bruh, I I, I stopped. <laughs> I stopped watching. I really, when I saw that, I stopped watching Georgia Tech because of that hire. I was not about to force myself 
saying 50, 60 runs every like hell no, but I, I can go to a high school game and see that shit. I don't need to look at oh, that. Exactly. I can go to North Atlanta High School or Stevenson or somewhere <laughs> and watch that goddamn right. shit. I can watch that. I like <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> I like man, like like bro, like I said, you won't know a true fan if you sitting here watching a team that runs the ball 70 times a game and throws the ball five times a game. Bro, Are you still a fan on. of that? You can't get yeah. like you 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 can't quit. You cannot question nobody's fan fandom if you're a Georgia Tech fan. Because mm-hmm. in all honestly, <laughs> just knowing that we the little brothers of Georgia, and then Georgia State coming up now too, which shouts out to yeah. Georgia State Panthers because they coming up too. Absolutely. Oh man. <laughs> Hold on, we got first and frame match. VF Baller. He said no. He said no. Paul Johnson slander. He won the, the double A national championship for my Georgia Southern Eagles. Hey, he did good for your Georgia Southern Eagles, but he ain't do shit for my Georgia Tech oh. Yellow Jackets. <laughs> <laughs> what Paul oh, Johnson? <laughs> Yeah, like he destroyed that. Like they wouldn't get no defensive. Like if, if you're gonna run that type of offense, at least get some defensive talent. They, they couldn't even do that. They couldn't even do that. How you gonna be have that type of offense and you can't get defenders? That should be the main reason why defenders come. So that right. can tell you how terrible of a recruiter he was. Right. Horrendous. But but when I tell BS Baller that 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 that. Triple option offense could work in double A football. <laughs> when your ass is playing Georgia every year, yeah, you ain't that shit ain't working in Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. You playing the ACC, SEC every year? That triple option offense ain't worth shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Georgia Southern is coming up too. And like I said, hey, like I said, shouts out to Georgia Southern as well. I mean, like I said, you got like foot like football here in the state of Georgia with the, all the colleges, everything is getting better now. Like I said, absolutely. Well, well, if, 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 if well, I ain't gonna talk about Coach Kirby Smart and stuff like that, but like I said, they they the big brothers of college football down here in Georgia right. football. But you look at Georgia Tech coming up. You got Georgia Southern coming up. You got Georgia State coming up. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's big. And then, like I said, even shouts out to Clark Atlanta. Like I said, they they, they doing a little thing here and there too. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a lot of openings and 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 football at the moment because a lot of these oh. big schools they can't get all the guys. Like, like a lot of right. it's a lot of terrific athletes that not. You know they're not getting the opportunity, and then you look at you know the scholarships that are available. Um, you know the full ride scholarship that available. It's like you're not getting that. You know, uh, you like a Georgia doesn't. You're not gonna get a lot of that from Georgia. You know, then a full ride. You'll get a full ride for Georgia, Georgia State, Georgia Southern. That's why they're coming up because these people know the athletes know that they're gonna get a full ride. They don't have to pay for it. Right. So that's why the guys are coming up. Right. And like I said, uh, yeah, Sanchez Low, yeah, we see them Hawks, man. Like I said, they proving the world wrong. And like I said, now the world is kind of looking at the Hawks now like, wow, we didn't know this was uh, down here. I, I'm, right. I got one song that come to mind when 
and everybody know I'm a Pac fan. I love the hell of Pac. Every time yeah. I see Trey Young, boy, I see ambitious as a rider. Not like I got see that shit. He that smirk <laughs> on his face, boy. It's just like that, that's all I hear. Is ambitious as a rider. That man, that man, like that you dude. Like, you don't want to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, all I do, bro. Exactly. That man said, "Y'all don't want to fuck with me, boy." Trey, Trey, Trey doing his thing, man. But I, I already, always believe that dude, man. That dude, his swagger is just, it's different, man. He got that right. Kobe Bryant, right. like, like Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That, that swagger, that magic swagger. They know they good. It ain't nothing you can say to them. They're gonna say, "Bitch, I'm not, I'm not that one." Like Trey, you can see it in his eyes, his smile, the way he on the court up here shooting thirty footers with confidence. Like how many players that can shoot thirty footers and then smile and then turn around, even if he missed the motherfucker, he gonna turn around to do this shit again. People <laughs> right now. Well, y'all about to say that last game. Technically, he didn't shimmy. I looked at it again. He shrugged. He did because it was like he shrugged. He didn't. He, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't shimmy. He shrugged because he was looking like, like y'all really okay. gonna, <laughs> y'all really gonna leave me open? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I, I like Drew. Drew, Drew just gave up. He, he, he was like, <laughs> like, I ain't, I ain't even gonna go. He already made me look stupid. What the hell? I'm gonna look. What I'm going there for? That man just gave up on the play. Hello, Kenan Macon. Like I said, like I said, I gave shout outs to Kenan Macon because, like I said, he gave us one of the topics for the day. He was like, Where would Atlanta be if they kept Luca? Be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. this team actually would have been broke up after two years of Luca. But now, (laughs) no, no, because have you heard? Have you heard now? You heard now? They talk about the players don't like playing with him because he's. He's kind of an asshole. Don't know. He had hammers before he even got to the NBA. That's what people yeah. he had hammers. They don't want to deal with those hammers. And with that, with his hammers, it, it becomes like a fight. Like it's an internal fight. Right. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Right. Shout out to Triple T. Twisted Torch TV. Y'all make sure y'all show him some love on his channel too. That's AFN family right there. And also oh, uh, first and frame. First and frame race. I'm about to say congratulations to him. He just hit 700 subscribers himself. Whoa. Um, so, right. so, so, so VF Baller trying to get in the bag like that. Like I said, we give shouts out to him as well. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State is coming up too. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's getting big down here with college football. Athletes got more opportunity to get those full rides. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Getting those full rides. Uh, Quint Braun said they never give us our credit. And at, at this point in time, I don't want the credit. I don't want it. No, 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 switch, no switch up now. <laughs> Keep that same energy. Hey, and then have you noticed too? That all the Hawks fans that said Trey Young sucks, all of a sudden mm-hmm. now on his dick. Did y'all realize yep. that now? That was the basis <laughs> of my. That was the basis of my rant. <laughs> that was the basis of my rant. 
you want me to keep that same energy? No, you keep that you same keep energy. The same energy. I, I, look, we've been here through the worst right. of the worst. We've seen the right. worst of the worst. I'm still here. I'll about to say, do y'all remember them um Royal Ivy days when we was winning 15 Ooh. games a season? Do you remember them guys? <laughs> you remember that? Mark the sweat off my forehead. That was back then when we didn't win our tenth game until after the All Star break. So yeah, I remember them. Woo <laughs> <laughs> boy! Had my whole jersey in there. Everybody looking like, boy, you need to throw that shit in the garbage. I'm like, nah, I'm good. You need to oh, it'd be like five seats with the, it'd be like five ten seats oh. with the, you and the next person at oh. game. Well, oh, oh I'm, a, uh, I'm about to say we're going. This is going to be the very last thing we talk about here. This is going to be the last comment of the night. They're like thoughts on the NFL alternate helmet change. Um, oh yeah, talk about the um. Come on, yeah, I got. Yeah, that's going to be a short answer for me. That's gonna be a short answer for me. That's it's pretty simple. And K Style probably know I'm gonna go with this one. Come on. Out of all the times, out of all the time, like y'all had all this time to use those helmets, and now all of a sudden y'all want to use it now. Come on, y'all know it's all about money. Exactly. It's money. It's money. There ain't no other reason why they bring they don't they gonna do it now. It's because they want to exactly. sell jerseys, they want to sell merchandise. Right. Right. That's it. Good. I'm about to say if the Falcons go go back to them red, they might as well go go all the way with it. all the way. Yeah, all the like like if they gonna wear if they gonna wear the alternate red helmet, they might as well wear the red jerseys too. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that would be pretty cool. dope. They know people about those jerseys. That's why they doing it. It's all money. They exactly. trying to recoup that money exactly. that they um, lost from the um from the pandemic. Exactly. That's that's exactly. Hey, we got another AFN family here. Rich BK, Brooklyn Bird in the building. That's that's the head hunter. That's that's the Mike linebacker right there, boy. Look good, play good. Look good, exactly. play Look good, good, play good. Right, but yeah, that's definitely like like I like I said, I like that. Um, like I said, I feel like they would be. Hold on, wait a minute. ATM kind of got an idea on me. He was like. How would you do the red helmets with the red color rush jerseys look? That would look too um that would look too um peewee though. Too loud. That's, that's too, too loud. loud. Yeah. I, yeah, that's way too yeah, loud. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, like the, I like the rough type of look. With the with the with the radiant jersey? Nah, I, I can't do it. Like yeah, you said, I ain't you trying to look, look like a damn blood, bro. Like I said, like I said, if you're gonna wear the red helmet, you might as well wear you might as well wear the whole Barkowski thing. The black jerseys need to be for the black helmets. I mean, even though they look good with the red helmets too. Yeah. But but we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna wind this down up for the night. Like I said, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Like I said, this is ATM. Um 34. I gotta get used to that name. ATM five three four. This is my boy Ashton right yeah, there. Man. Show him some love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just say ATM. I only try all that five three four. That man switching up numbers, <laughs> really exactly. boy. Exactly, man. Like you said, money in the bank, but, but money um, in the bank. 
but like it's I said, we're going to go ahead. Like I said, we're going to go ahead and wind it down for the night because um, I know the game mm-hmm. is on and I about missed the first five minutes of it. But um, like we said, we appreciate y'all tuning in to the six-man convo. Um, like I said, Mike came in with the, as the special guest today. Um, appreciate the him. Forced, the camera forced me. They was like, bitch, you coming on today. I don't even know what you <laughs> But it's all it's all good though. It's all good. Like you said, you came in at the Q and A portion of it anyway, so you ain't really miss, you ain't really do miss nothing. You ain't really do nothing wrong. But like I said, um, y'all make sure y'all follow um Atlanta Falcon Nation. But well, first of all, you follow Just K Styles. Thank you. On YouTube. I'm on the road to a thousand. I'm trying to get to a thousand. I got about six hundred and ninety eight of y'all to go to get to that goal. Um, but like I said, we're taking it one day at a time, as I always say. And also make sure you follow Atlanta Falcon Nation on all platforms. Uh, I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna say it at the bottom again. If you want to ask my ask questions to me, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at just kstyles87 and Instagram at kstyles6man. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we trying to like I said, we on the road to 2K on AFN. We trying to get to 2K before the season starts. Um, hey man, we just we just try to do it here. Cause remember, Atlanta Falcon Nation is not just us on camera. It's not just us that's bringing you the content. It's y'all as well. Y'all are Atlanta Falcon Nation as well. Everybody, no matter what fan base you may be, if you tune into us, you are part of the nation. And yes, like sir. you said, you. And like I said, you go ahead, you follow Mad Mike Sports. I know most of y'all probably do. Um, but I'm going to plug it anyway. And what more can I say, man? He, he's on the road to the 6K. He, he's trying to get there, too. So, like I said, yeah, if, you, if, you missed, if, you, if you missed this stream, um, you go ahead. Like I said, y'all can just go ahead and rewatch. Um, like I said, share it. Leave comments, leave suggestions. Like I said, if you disagree with anything we had to say, hey, put it in there. Um, (laughs) but also, um, like I said, uh, peace and blessings to everybody. I hope everybody enjoyed the show today. Um, I hope everybody have a good night. Go Hawks tomorrow night and. Like I said, Atlanta Falcon Nation, we ain't here to play, but we here to stay. And what do we tell him, Mike? You ain't got to go home. But you got to get the hell up out of here. <laughs> I never get old, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Baby!